This is Sensei America. This is the Superior Living Sensei broadcast podcast. We'll do a quick one tonight. Uh, some big happenings here in Sensei land. And uh, we're just going to get to it. We're just going to tell you. We're done uh, with personal development. Like, we just <laughs> we got that hit the other day. Um, first of all, we've been going through this massive deconstruction period. And I think a lot of us are in the same boat. Uh, this lockdown, this illegal lockdown, has given us a great opportunity to do the work that we all need to do. And that is always going to be about deconstruction. Deconstruction is basically the idea that we've created uh, these superstructures, these personas around us uh, to survive in the world. And, you know, they work to a point. And then the work becomes subtracting as much of that superstructure, smashing it to the ground. And oftentimes it takes an event like a, a job loss or a crisis or a breakup or a divorce or a death or a near-death experience for us to really have an earth-shattering superstructure breakdown. And we absolutely had one yesterday. And it was the, probably the, the best couple hours of our life. We're going to go more into that um, another time. But the, for, the, for the quick and dirty version of, of our deal here, it's that we realized that really <laughs> everything we had done in our life, and we had a lot of great business accomplishments, and we're sitting on a pile of money now. Um, really for the first time. Uh, real money, not paper money. We've been paper millionaires before, but uh, very paper. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this time we've got real money. We don't really have to do much uh, for the next few years if we don't want to. And so our superstructure, you know, the thing that we just blew up yesterday with some atomic bombs... Uh, it served us well. Served us very, very well. But that superstructure was this, um, and that's our entire life has been about proving ourselves to other men. And it stems from being bullied and made fun of and teased and really relentlessly for the first years of our socialization uh, because we were half Japanese, half American uh, in a place, Boston, Lowell, Worcester area, that was pretty fucking tough on outsiders in general and then especially people that, you know, were seen as the enemy. Uh, you know, the past wars at the time were all first Asian people. So it was brutal. And I had minimized it, you know, because it also had done a lot of great things for me. It, it, it made me tough and it made me funny. You can't fight everybody, but 
you can figure out how to get along with people quickly. You can figure out how to form allies. And uh, the challenge now, in, in my 40s now, is that that's what my entire kind of deal has been. It's been to prove myself to those people and maybe to prove myself also to my father, which is very common. But my, my life and even my intimate relationships, which you might not think would be about that, were about that. So relationships were very trophy-like. Um, even my most recent relationship was like, okay, now it's time to get married. Oh, perfect wife. Okay, that's another notch on my accomplishment belt. And, you know, at, th- at this point, you know, at that point, like, who is it I'm even, who, who is it? It's a ghost at this point. You know, a lot of those kids are, 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 are dead. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of the, the, those kids, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we, I, it was a tough place. It was a tough, tough place. And there, there's a huge percentage of my friends and people I grew up with that, that aren't here anymore. Uh, really weird. It was that Our towns were said to be cursed. Um, but uh, it's, it's been pretty consistent. It, it's, there's been a lull, thankfully, in the past few years. But there was a period where, like, every year, you know, Two or three men usually would go would go out some way or another drug overdose uh, car accident you know t- types of like you know near suicides you know maybe suicide um, all kinds of addiction stuff you know like a lot of places in this country um, all addiction related and so as a survival mechanism to survive that time period. Uh, I really got good at manipulating people. <laughs> so becoming allies with the people that would could protect me and to give me status. And then, um, you know, get I got really good at attracting women because that would give me additional status. And it was never really about <laughs> anything that I wanted. It was just about survival. And it worked for, for a long time, but it's not working anymore. So I, I even realized that even a lot of the, the self-help personal development stuff was about creating this better version of me that, so that I could show the world. And even a lot of my meditation teaching, which I'm going to continue to do, that's probably the one thing that I'm, I'm going to stick with of everything that I'm dropping and deconstructing right now, is even that was like, oh, look at this guy. He's done so well that he can just teach meditation now. And so it sounds really fucked up, and it is, but I'm in this amazing new space, and it was super, super scary as I was having this breakdown with my, with my brothers yesterday. I never actually had a breakdown ever in my life in front of anyone. Um, and I had a... a you know, X, X, I'm not talking about like breakups when you're crying and stuff like that. I had a breakdown about just me and my life and my pain and my suffering and, and, all, the, and all the damage and, and destruction that I've caused in my own life and with other people and was able to sh- shed a lot of tears in front of men that I would never, ever have considered uh, at any point up until yesterday 
being willing to do that in front of and it was incredibly cathartic and beautiful and one of the best experiences of my life and I realized that I I don't know what the fuck I even want to do anymore at this point you know a lot of our desires are mimetic um, in fact, most of them are mimetic. And mimetic is uh, the idea, mime, like a mime, like we copy, we copy. We don't know what we want, so we look to others. It's first, it's our, it's our, uh, our parents, and then it's like our immediate family, and then it's like the culture. And we start looking to others to determine what it is that we want. So that's why, you know, everybody loves a certain type of look in a woman or there's a certain there's a few certain looks that everybody wants uh there's uh you know a certain uh, type of guy right the alpha that everyone wants to be and it's like why <laughs> right so that's the big question i'm asking myself like what like like what everything i've done really up until yesterday i'm i'm i've been asking for the past 20 30 hours like like why am i doing this <laughs> And one of the first things, one of the first things to fall is this idea of this personal development thing that the destroyer and I've been on it forever. And like, of course, I'm I, I want to be constantly evolving, but I had put so much time and energy into like my three or four hour morning ritual, then additional stuff in the afternoon that I really, really want to back off on that because it's about creating this false, perfect persona. Uh, so I can impress you or I can impress others and I don't want to do that anymore for sure Um, so what I've just been playing with like today is okay here's a great example of of like of being all about the outcome and not about the process even though I talk a good game about that I will meditate every morning I've been meditating every every morning religiously for a decade plus probably you know every morning consistently for 20 years and, you know, over the past one, as I started teaching over the past seven, eight years, I, I'm like, it's, it's so mandatory to get a certain amount. And so I'll do 240 breaths first thing in the morning. That's 20 minutes. Uh, the reason I know that is because I've done it thousands of times and I just know that I, my, I know what my breath count is. And, but if you think about that, right, as you're, okay, you're meditating, you're supposed to be in the present moment. But I'm just I'm counting the breaths to get to the end of it, and that's always the way it's been. So instead of doing that now, I'm just going to meditate. I'm just going to sit there and breathe, like I teach my students to do, and uh, not worry about the time. And I'm going to start doing more things by feel. Like do I do I, you know, need to get after it today? Because I've been getting after it every day with some sort of morning ritual. As soon as Tim Ferriss said do a morning ritual 10 plus years ago, I've been doing morning rituals and my average morning ritual time is probably four hours. But it's like, you know, I've since moved it around. It's sometimes two, it's sometimes three. But I mean, like, come on. Like, what is that? That's a compulsive kind of, like this, this false belief that if I do all this stuff, if I can meditate for an hour and then, then train my ass off for an hour and journal and, you know, do all these, you know, cool things, right? These things that actually do help and work and read from spiritual texts that it's going to make me awesome, an awesome human being. But 
not for me. It's going to make me an awesome human being so I can show other people how awesome I am. You get it? It's like intent. It's like, why? Why? Oh, I want to impress people. I want people's approval. I want validation. And look, this is a common thing. We all have this. Everyone can relate to this. But in, in me, for various reasons that I described, it's been compulsive. And it's caused a lot of damage. How, how, how could that cause damage? Well, you, you can see how in, in, in a business setting, it might, might be actually good to really want to prove yourself. Right? And to be like kind of an underdog and be scrappy and like fight your way from the very, very bottom to the very, very top of society. Like that, yeah, for sure. But how about in relationships? How about as I just realized, and I didn't know this at the time, my entire relationships, all my relationships were always about me having this particular relationship to increase my status for other men. That's awful. And I... I, uh, I, I can't do that anymore. I can't do that anymore. And one of the things that was obvious with, with Bay, and I have been spending some time with her. I, don't, I have no idea where it's going to go, um, but it's been great to, to spend some time with her and learn and learn about things. And I hope that she's also been learning a lot about herself, I think, in the past couple of weeks also um, in our communication and in our disclosures and telling you the truth to each other for the first time is we both used each other and that's tough that's really tough but it's the truth um, and if you look at a lot of your relationships I bet you think there's a lot of that there as well now of course there's all kinds of love there and all kinds of great great things there and beauty there but the truth of the matter was I was using her because she was like for me my, like my mom, therefore the perfect wife, <laughs> and I could marry her, and I could impress everybody by that. Have kids, have a great, cute kids, great family. Oh, look at how impressive I am! And that's just—I often did find myself because I meditate so often, and I'm often—I'm like always trying to ask these questions. I did kind of ask myself, not just in this relationship, but in other relationships, like, like why, like why, and I could never give myself a satisfactory answer. And now I, I, am, I, am, I am okay with not knowing why, but I am not okay with, with doing things for the reason to impress other men. I'm, I'm, I'm not cool with that anymore. When I find myself doing that, I stop myself. When my brothers here find, my, find me doing that, they stop me. Fortunately, it's been pretty self-correcting. As soon as I realized that, I stopped doing those things. So... What do I want to do? I don't know. And, and my brother, Chris, told me, it's like, it's, you have to be in this. And, and Joe Dispenza talks about this, too. The magic is in this area where you don't know. And you don't have to know the answer. And even like this morning, it's kind of scary because you're like, okay, I don't give a fuck about this business. I don't give, even care about how much more I teach. I don't care about, you know, I, you know, of course I care about the relationship. But I don't care about getting married anymore. I don't care about kids, you know, which I was kind of like, I had this thing in my mind that I was ready to do that. I think I am, but I don't like why. I still don't know. I don't have a satisfactory answer for why around that yet because my why, if I really answered it honestly, was so that I could be impressive again for other men, you know, which is super pathetic. And I like, I like it that it's so pathetic because I get to say it over and over again into this podcast, into this microphone, and it like puts it into my brain. Don't do that. So I want to do three things. I'm clear on three things. I want to make love. 
I want to bang weights. I need steak. Those are the three things I'm sure I want to do pretty much every day. That's it. I, I do those three things most days, but I want to do those things maybe six days a week, maybe five days a week, do all three of those things. And if I can just figure out a situation, and I know I can, where, where I can make that happen for myself, that's all I want to do for the rest of the year. <laughs> and of course, of course, I've got clients and I've actually got a lot of incoming uh, prospects for, for meditation and I will honor all those commitments and I will finish with those clients. Uh, but I'm not really seeking out new clients. I definitely haven't been seeking any new business in my uh, stock, um, in my stock fund, my venture capital fund. And, uh, you know, with respect to Vanessa, who I love, I, I like, I'm not sure what's going to happen. We've been having a, a great time, but also like really challenging time and that we're really being very real and honest with each other. It's like, I don't need to marry her. That should take some pressure off. I don't even know if I want to marry her. So there's, there's then therefore there's no kids. Um, and I'm, you know, I don't think either one of us are sure actually if we want to pursue the relationship. Um, but there's a lot of love there, so there's a lot of potential there. Again, let's put it at 50-50 at this point. Um, but um, I want to do those three things. I want to make love, bang out weights, and eat steak. So again, I do that on, on good days. I want to do that every day. Uh, some additional things that I want after that, maybe not every day, is I'd like to go for a run. I want to be in nature and I want friendship. So there's like a secondary three things. Uh, but those three things are secondary. And I, I think I'm good on focusing on the first three because that leaves a lot of room, a lot of room to be in that space, that time period of not knowing and to allow for the truth to reveal itself and you know maybe that's something that you know I use the I use this example I don't think it's this I do not think it's this but but this would be an example I would use and I was telling Chris this uh, this either this morning or yesterday is that I um I you know when I was real young I, I played the violin and I was all right. Like, it wasn't great. I wasn't a prodigy or anything, but I was good. And I did a recital, and everybody loved it, and it was super cute. But I was begging my parents, begging my parents to let me quit. Why? Because I'm already the Asian kid, even though I'm only half Asian. I'm already the Asian kid. I'm already this outcast. I'm already this kind of, like, nerd. Do not let me be that stereotype. You know, I didn't even know what stereotype was, but I just knew that wasn't cool, so I quit. Why? So I could have the approval of other people. And so it's something like that. There are things back then that I did not pursue because they weren't cool. So my whole life has been this pursuit of what's cool, um, what's, what's, what's great and awesome in the eye of people that, uh, uh, that have really no business defining what it is I like and want. And I'm not saying this is specific to me. It's just very specific in how compulsive it has been for me. That I care too much about what other people think. And a lot of that stuff 
has even come into my spiritual and personal development practice. Like, oh, I'm going to be so totally awesome so I can win the awesome Olympics <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, I'm done with that. But what I'm really happy about is those three things I want. Make love every day. Eat steak, bang weights, very doable, very simple. And I know those things make me happy. And uh, why not just do that? And then allow for time. And it doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing everything else. I'm just going to do things by feel. So I, I, I'm sure I will feel like meditating every day, but it maybe it'll just be for a minute. You know, I'm sure I'm going to, I'm sure I'm, you know, bang weights. Yes, I did say that. So I'm sure I'm going to want to run a few times a week, but I'll just do it when I want to. I ran this morning. Reading high level things. I'm going to want to do that anyways, but I'm not going to make it like mandatory that I read, you know, however many books a, a week or a day even. I'm not going to be super interested in like the latest personal development thing. And with respect to this broadcast podcast, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue teaching because that is the, the, another thing that I know is guaranteed to make me happier is service. It makes any, everybody happier. So I'm, I, I will continue to do that when I'm called, but to really kind of pursue it and you know, try to make a business out of it, it doesn't seem really compelling right now. Right now. Um, three things. Very simple. A lot of this podcast is for me, so I can repeat them. Make love. <laughs> Bang weights. Eat steak. That's the new protocol. I invite you all, because I know you're all on the path here, to think about something, even if you're not in this massive deconstruction period, to think of something you can subtract. Think of something that you're doing primarily for the approval of others and stop doing it. This is Sensei America. This is the Superior Living Sensei broadcast. We're super excited. We're as happy as we've been in a long time. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night.